1: This is the plaintiff, Tanya Sidnor. She says the defendant is her sister. And sister or no sister, she loaned her money, and she can't get her to pay it back. She's all for helping family members out, but that doesn't mean she shouldn't get paid back and is suing for $247.50, the amount she's owed. This is the defendant, Sharon Beard. She says she paid her dear sister back in gift cards and sold her two Adirondack chairs at a steep discount. Her debt is entirely paid off. She is no sister to her because she didn't even reach out when she had to bury her son. And after this trial is over, it's over. She's accused of dissing a sister. The defendant has filed a candle suit for $500 for stress. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Malia is now presiding. Litigants have
2: been sworn Your honor.
3: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Sidnor, according to you, you fronted some money for your sister's daughter, your niece, and your sister's supposed to pay you back. Tell me about it.
4: Yes, ma'am. Um, On the morning of March, what is is May 17th, I got a call from my sister who asked me kindly that she was having some problems with getting some things for her daughter's prom, which I just went through because my daughter's prom was the week before. And she came over, she picked me up, and we, me, her, and her daughter uh, all went to the hair store to get the accessories that she was needing for her daughter. And she said, no problem. She said, sis, no problem. I can pay you back. It's just a thing of I'm running a little late on getting um, some payments that I'm supposed to get, some new money in the family, and I just haven't got it yet but I can pay you back at the end of the month or by the end of this week. And I said, okay, no problem. The following week, I get another call and it's okay, I'm having problems with the makeup artist because she's supposed to get her makeup done on the day of the prom. And I was like, oh my gosh. She says I had an appointment, but they're overbooked. So do you know of anywhere else I can get get her, her makeup done? I said, sure let's try this other mall. So I takes her, we, she picks me up, we went over to the other mall, and there, she said, "This should be no problem, it should not be no, no more than what, $40, $50? I can pay you that back. And at the same time, pay you back your other money. I said, no problem, okay. And at the end of the makeup session, her and her daughter run out to the car, said, sis, we'll meet you in the car. I go to pay for the, for the makeup, and it comes up to $90. And I'm looking like, okay, everybody done left me. And I told her when we got in the car and I showed her the receipt and she said, oh, I'm sorry, sis, no problem, but I can give you that back, no problem, just wait till after the prom, we'll get all that settled. I said, no problem. Okay, all right, good. Everyone
3: keeps saying no problem, but we got a problem. Did she ever pay you back any of it? No, ma'am. She never paid me anything. She kept
4: promising me and promising me. One time... And there was
3: actually another time that you ended up uh, fronting more money, like, shortly after the prom, that her daughter needed uh, nails done or something for a job interview? Yes, ma'am. Why can't she do her own nails? I I, I do my own nails when I don't have time or money to go to the salon. Like, what, 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 you know,
4: honestly... All right, go ahead. Then she um comes over, she gets me, we're all in the in the car and we go around the corner to the to the nail salon and um my my niece gets out she says, Aunt Angie, mommy has you. Don't worry about it. She said, I so I handed her the $40 and she went into All right. The so that
3: and So the total's $247.50 and what exactly yeah. has your sister been telling you since May of 2019 about what's going on and why she hasn't
4: paid you? What does she say to you? One time it was, "Oh girl, I'm coming over. I'm going to give you these gift cards." Another time I got text saying that her daughter sent me $20 and the money's in the mail. Next time I got another text saying, "You should have a a Cash App so I can send you $90 a week." And then it was another time when she said, oh, we shouldn't be like this. And here's the two gift cards I got for you. So she comes on my house, give me these gift cards, supposedly gift cards, come to find out one was actually a phone card, a used phone card, and the other one wasn't even registered. And it's always till I get paid or until my husband gets his payment at the beginning of the month because he gets some new, some kind of Yeah, but a year
3: and a half passed. Let me hear from Ms. Beard. Uh, ma'am, explain to me why you haven't paid her back.
5: Okay, first of all, um, some of the things Tanya's saying is not true. Tanya is the one, she's the stepsister of all of us. It's seven of us, six of us. And me and Tanya, I would come and pick Tanya up, me and my different sisters, because Tanya is the one that doesn't have a car. I would take her to free market, pick her up, take her to grocery shopping. Number one, Tanya paid for the nails, which I'll say she did, because we waited in the car for her, okay? That's true. And, and and as far as the gift cards, I sent Tanya all, oh, I sent Tanya. Wait, wait,
3: did, I'm, 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 hold on, hold on. Before you move on, Ms. Beard, I'm trying to understand. Tanya paid for the nails, that's true. Did Tanya pay for the makeup and the hair extensions?
5: That's true, because me and Sharina waited in the car and was wondering why she took so long. That's true.
3: What else did she pay for besides the makeup? That's it. All right. Do you have a receipt to show that you paid that? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so
4: Same here exact is... exact thing I sent to Miss ...on the
3: date Ms. of the prom. Uh-huh. Yeah, here's... She has a receipt in her possession for the hair extensions. So it looks to me like maybe she did pay that. Do you have a receipt for the nails? No, ma'am. That was cash I handed to my... my thank niece. you. What do you mean, thank you? What are you thanking her for? You borrowed money from her to cover your daughter at a time when you didn't have the cash to cover your daughter in an emergency situation with prom right on your head and you haven't paid her back, the two things that you
5: agree, you owe her. So what is your excuse for not paying her back? Let me explain something to you. I sent Miss Tanya, Tanya is, is telling the story. I sent Miss Tanya five gift cards. You understand me? That's Well, not, let me ask you a question. You.
3: Stop a second. If you owe, stop a second. If you owe somebody money, you are not paying them with gift cards. You're paying them with money. She didn't give you gift cards. She gave you money. So let's start with that. You're saying, well, I had these gift cards in my possession, so the idea that they be used because you're trying to pay your debt with something that's already in your possession, if you just bought them for her, you'd just hand her the cash. So the, the idea that they are used is not so far-fetched, you see. You have to prove that there's value on the gift cards and that she accepted that as a form of payment. She's saying, I accepted it because she sent it to me, but when I tried to use them, I couldn't, or I have no use for it because it's an AT&T gift card. Okay? Let, let me but the something. bottom line is, I can... let me explain something to you. Wait, me you me. have I... a lawsuit I... against her for $500 for stress. Explain why you're suing your sister, aside from not having because, paid her. first
5: of all, ex- let, me, let, me, let me explain why. First of all... I, I've been so busy with my husband and, and me being sick and burn a son. Let me explain something to you. I didn't have the opportunity because just this morning I ran around to go in the bank with my husband to show proof all, from my bank statements that I purchased the cards and also I sold her two chairs that was thirty five dollars.
3: I don't understand. She paid you for the chairs. So why does the chairs she ain't go paid into me my math for
5: here. no chairs? Uh, uh a judge, she has not paid me for any chairs.
3: Did you pay her the $70 for the chairs, Tanya, or is that something you
4: owe her? No, it is not. As a matter of fact... When she came over with the chairs, she was going to my dumpster to actually dump the chairs. She was going oh, she, to throw them out. Your honor, she's Only lying. Thing she they gave were up very expensive. Blood. They were very.
3: Um, oh, to this. So, do you have any proof that she's supposed to pay you for them? For example, are there any texts where you tell her you were supposed to pay me seventy dollars for those chairs anywhere?
5: Uh, Your honor, it's been so long. I don't have no texts. She know I don't have no texts.
3: So can I ask you a question? Have you guys been like you basically haven't seen each other or talked to each other or had anything to do with each other since the summer of 2019?
5: That's true, Yon. And I buried my son of January of of the year. Yes, it's been since 2019, Yon. Yes. And she didn't come. No, she did not come. They called her. They even told Tanya try to call me because I was there when Tanya buried her mother. I took Tanya. I and would get I off the work my and Took Tanya. And so Tanya didn't do anything. I mean, my, she my didn't brother. have any family but us or my father. And I buried my brother. Her side, people no, didn't I do a thing brother. for her. We the I ones that have that's brother been brother doing things for Tanya. Side. And my family's very upset about this.
3: I have one issue in front of me, and it's not your family dynamics, um, although we could spend quite a bit of time on that. I have the issue of a $247.50 debt, which... She is able to prove she paid. Um, I'm not going to go on your memory of a year and a half ago because I could see your eyeballs going up trying to remember stuff. And she has actual receipts except for the nails, but I trust her memory of stuff better than I trust your memory of stuff. So um, I think that she has proven her case. Your defense is I gave you gift cards and they were worth X and so you... Uh, I paid you back, but you're the one who has the burden of proof on your defense. You have to be able to prove it. And if you've come in here today and without evidence that proves it, um, then that's too bad. So sad for you. Do you still have the gift cards? What What happened to those gift cards?
4: I still have them over here, but they're in my good. Like they're file. gonna go
3: back. That's fine. <laughs> So uh, those gift cards, we'll make arrangements after court. You send those gift cards back to her with whatever they have on them. Um, as for it, Ms. Beard, we're done. As for your counterclaim against her for $500 for stress, my verdict is zero. As for her claim against you, for $247.50, I am ruling in favor of the plaintiff, and I do not find any set-off for chairs because you cannot prove that she was supposed to pay for them. $247.50, verdict for the plaintiff.
5: Please Okay, thank you. No problem. Okay. That's what he picked to get rid of him.
6: So the plaintiff prevails. She gets her $247 from her sister, Mrs. Beard. Ms. Beard, let me I ask you, uh, you know, you said after this trial, it's over between you and your sister. What
5: did you mean yes, by that? Yes, it is. I mean, I never want to see her again because we are the ones that's been taking care of Tanya. Tanya owed me so much money from taking her back and forth because she doesn't have a vehicle. And Tanya is out for money because she just lost a Section 8. So that's it, you on. I don't ever want to see her again.
6: All right. Well, you lost the case. You got to give her the $247, and you're going to get your gift cards back. So there. But anyway, if that's it, let's see what Miss Sittenor, the plaintiff, has to say about that. How do you feel about that, Tanya? What are you thinking? Great. This really, really mad.
4: <laughs> uh, well, that's the type of person she is. She never pays anybody back, and every one of the sisters even know it. She has hit everybody all right so you're okay with it being over no problem with that as far yes. as you're concerned huh yes i just okay. had to be the one to prove that she can be taken down
7: quite a little dust up over a 250 300 debt not a lot of money but clearly, the plaintiff had the goods. I mean, she had receipts. It was pretty much open and shut from her perspective, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so. and the, the counterclaim was just mostly hot air. There was no receipts, no evidence, no text message traffic. Just oh, yeah, no remember proof that, that, time? that there
3: were, you know, gift cards right. with value on it. I mean, right. it's just kind of goofy. Right.
7: But really sad. You see so many of these cases of of family members and sisters. I mean, that's an important bond. And you know, I've often thought to myself. If I die broken hungry, but my three daughters love one another and support one another and have that bond, I'd say, hey, I had a really successful life. I I couldn't have done any better, right?
8: Right. So Camille wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, uh, what would you say has changed in court proceedings the most in all the years the People's Court has been on the air? You know, one of the things I think that's changed is that small claims court judges have relaxed rules really more like the way the people's court runs. That it used to be that they would treat litigants like lawyers. And I think with court shows and the people's court, it's shown them that these litigants do the best they can. you got to cut them a little slack to get to the heart of the matter. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. This is the plaintiff, Julianne. She says her porch was
1: in need of immediate repair, and she hired the defendant a flim-flam scam man, who now has her hard-earned money and refuses to return it, even though his work was horrendous and illegal to boot. She's here in the name of justice, seeking the $3,010.73 she's owed. This is the defendant, Johnny. He says he did so much work for this ungrateful woman. Now she's suing him? Please. Bottom line, this rude woman has some nerve coming after him, and he can't wait for the judge to set her straight. He's accused of shoddy workmanship.
8: All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. The plaintiff says that she's sorry she ever hired the defendant who ripped her Julian off and didn't do the John job right. The defendant says the that, that he did so much done. for this ungrateful woman and definitely doesn't owe her a dime. It's the case of President. cut me some Litigate slack, slacker. Worn, your Honor.
3: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Julianne, you're suing your former contractor, Mr. Johnny, for $3,010.73 that you want returned to you because, according to you, He did nothing that was worthwhile. Tell me what happened here.
9: I met him through his ex-girlfriend from work. I told her that I needed my front porch to be rebuilt. She introduced me to him, said he could do the work, that he was very good, so... I asked him if he could do the job, and he said yes, he could, and that he had been doing it for quite some time now, and he had lots of experience.
3: Okay, did she tell you anything else about him?
9: Uh, Yeah, she told me a few character things that probably you don't want to mention on TV.
3: I want the actual story.
9: She said that he had just gotten out of jail, And that he did she say what for yeah, weapons charges. And she said that he was trying to start over and you know, do better with himself and that's so before
3: you didn't just talk to him on the phone and hire him, you actually met with him, correct? Yes. Okay. And I guess he impressed you when you met with him because you ended up hiring him.
9: Yeah, he seemed really enthusiastic about doing the job.
3: Okay. And was there anything else during that encounter that made you go, hmm, maybe I should think this one through?
9: On the day that we did sit down to make a list of things that we were going to need to build the deck, he brought a bag of marijuana with him and took it out at the kitchen table and said, do you mind? And I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. Okay. And that that there really made me nervous. (laughs) So...
3: Well, if it made you nervous, why'd you hire him? So, so I'm trying to, trying to figure out why be, you hired him. I was
9: trying not to be too judgmental because everybody tells me that I'm too judgmental.
3: Okay. So this was your project. All right. So now... Yeah. You hire him, and he's going to do the deck, which involves demolition of the deck that's there and then building right. of the actual deck that you wanted, which I guess was going to be bigger, right?
9: Not by much, but it was about the same.
3: So why were you getting it done?
9: It needed to be done. It was falling down.
3: Oh, okay. So you hire him, and what is the total price that he's going to charge you?
9: He didn't give me a total price. He said to start he would need $2,000.
3: How is it that you start off giving him $2,000 and have no idea what he's going to charge you in the end? That's a terrible way to do business.
9: trusting him as... A oh, right. Good. Trusting him
3: as the guy, the ex-con who just got out and pulled out a bag of weed. That, that, I mean, I'm sorry, but everything you're telling me about him would make you not want to hire him, much less trust that he's going to give you a fair price at the end. Now, your testimony, mm-hmm. Mr. Johnny, is slightly different. According to you, there was a final price. Correct.
2: Yes, that is correct.
3: That makes I, a lot more I, sense. Tell me what the final price was supposed to be.
2: Forty-eight hundred is what I charged her.
3: You don't have a written contract or a text or an email or anything no. to show me. I Now, Miss Miss uh, Julianne, did you get estimates from other people? I did ask around. And what were what were the the ballpark estimates you were getting?
9: Seven thousand.
3: All right. So you give him two thousand to start, and what ends? What happens? This is the end of August. Mm-hmm. You give him the money to start, Mm -hmm. and he starts work September Mm -hmm. 1, the next day. And what does he do on September 1?
9: He comes over, he chops down the shrubbery around the deck, and then he says he has to leave for a dentist appointment. And I said, Okay, are you coming back? And he said, Yes, and he never came back. And then someone came to work
3: the next day, right?
9: There was a gentleman that showed up who I wasn't familiar with. It was another contractor that he employed to pull down the deck. They came, they started demolishing the deck and um, wedging up the, the porch so that the, um, the roof wouldn't fall down. And right.
3: So they end up, Ms. Julianne, um, doing all the demolition. And mm-hmm. on September 8th, is when you applied for a permit. Why were you taking so long to apply for the permit?
9: I had to wait because COVID um, was slowing everything down, number one. And number two, I didn't find out I needed a permit until everything was getting started. And they said, oh, we can't start it until we get a permit. And I said, oh, um, maybe we should have started that sooner.
3: Okay. So you apply for the permit, but the permit doesn't come in until September 23rd, right? Right.
9: Mm-hmm. And then
3: what happens? You call him and you say, I have the permit. I just got it. And what does he say?
9: Um, he says, I'll be over. And I had the neighbors watching for me to see, because I said, just keep an eye on whether or not he shows up. And there was maybe three times in total. And that was it. He was there for a little bit and then he left. The most time he was there is when he dug the holes and when the inspector came back, he says he dug the holes in the wrong spots and it wasn't to code okay, and it had to let's, be done. let's
3: back up just a little bit. According to you, his ex-girlfriend comes to your house. According to you, she's drunk and says what to you on mm-hmm. September 27th?
9: She said that Johnny is involved with some bad people and they're after him and he's leaving town. And I got upset and I said, there's no way he's pulling a Houdini after he took that money from me. That's not right.
3: Okay, so on the 28th, you talk to him and you tell him, I want 1500 of the $2,000 i have paid you. You can keep 500 yeah. for demolition, I guess. And he said what?
9: He said, no, I, I used the money for things that I needed. And I said, well, what exactly did you need? Well, I needed things for my house, he
3: said. Yeah, well, okay. It's exactly what So now what the, he told on the ninth. well, yeah, that's what people, what do you do with your paycheck? You... You know, that's his paycheck. So now if, if if he breached the contract, then he has to give back the paycheck. But it's not astounding that he used the paycheck for his house. All right. So now September 29th, he tells you that he borrowed an auger and he came to your house and he dug the holes for the post. And what is it you were doing? You were using a handheld auger, Mr. Johnny, in order to burrow the holes for the post?
2: Yes, I actually I actually was accomplishing the job with it. It was just more... Not lic- according laborious. to the
3: inspector, because... No, that's not true, because when the inspector came, he said that they weren't deep enough.
2: No, right, exactly. I saw them. That's why... Right, I, so
3: you weren't I, getting the right job right, done. Right. You need the, the the motorized one, because otherwise you're not correct. getting the job done. And then Absolutely. on the day that, the, that it doesn't pass inspection, you go to Home Depot and you rent the machinery, correct? Yes, yes. And you... Mr. Johnny
2: do what? I, I begin work. Well, I told I told her from the beginning that to take on, this is a job that she's not involved in. She wanted to be a part of it from the beginning. She wanted to be on the job site, helping to tear stuff up. I said, lady, you hired me to do this job. Can I, can I let me do the job? I, I told her of the 4,800 that I'm I, I charged her, all of that stuff is including in that total, okay? I told her that I wanted to control purchasing the material. She says, no, I have a Home Depot card. I can get it for a price. I said, that's fine, just I need the receipts. Okay, so I can total up within that, what's paid out and what's remainder for myself.
3: So I don't get it. One of the things she's suing you for is the price of renting the auger and are you supposed to pay for those? Well then why did she, and why isn't she right when she says that she wants you to reimburse her?
2: Well, because she fired me.
3: You use the the stuff she rented.
2: I use the stuff she rented, but it's going to come off of the total that of the fee in the remain of the, the the final payment. You understand what I'm saying? Which is right, but me, so I in the end, the money to so, buy in, that.
3: so in the end, it is something that you're supposed to pay for the the rental of the equipment that you didn't have. In the end, like yes. let's say everything worked out yes, great, Yes, yes and correct. she gave Absolutely. you the whole forty-eight. Yes. You are supposed to take it. I got yes. it now. Yes. Now, yes. you go. You take her the equipment she rents, and then you make the holes I, deeper, like they I have. I all be. the holes. And then you call for inspection. And what happens yes. on the second inspection? You fail again. He Why did I you fail dig, the second time?
2: I I needed to dig one more hole. That's what it was. All the holes were accurate. Actually, measured, no. It what it says right
3: is, I, I see what it says. It says that you put the hole by the steps in the wrong place. That it's not according to the yes. plan.
2: So I needed to do right. one okay. more hole. Is what I'm saying.
3: Right, because you put the post in the wrong place. So yeah. fine. Yeah. Now it's now it's October second with, with the second uh, filled inspection. And, um, what do you tell her about when you're going to go back to work there? Because if I'm her and you fail to inspections, her. I want you there October 3rd, you know? So what was the plan?
2: If, if there wasn't a time that I was there, the job was getting done. Okay. When you hired me to do a job, the, as long as the job is getting done in a timely fashion, it's not what I have to do in my life. I if I have an appointment, I can't tend to my appointment. I'll get back to the job after. Right,
3: but day. see, that's the problem. You think it's timely, she think it's not, and I'll be the judge of that. That's exactly what well, the lawsuit's about. She's mad because she says, D- so I'm asking you, did you come to work on the third, fourth, or fifth?
2: Absolutely. I, I never okay. went that many days without working.
3: All right, and what I mean, if you did, you go, the did you guys, from the- I need, dunno, no, stop. So what I'm did sorry, you guys do that. all day on the third, fourth, and fifth?
2: I mean, I'm not sure as to what you. I mean, you're saying third, fourth, and fifth, and I can't.
3: Well, let's think about it. I found the second for- is the second time you fail inspection. We already know that by that point, there's one thing left to do before building the deck. Okay. That one thing okay. is to move the post to where it's supposed to be.
2: Okay. So all right. So yes. Did I you dug move the that po- Did
3: you move? Did you move the yes. post to where it was supposed to yes. be? Yes. And then yes, correct. All right. Did you do anything else? I no. I did not. I contacted Okay, then him. you I, weren't there every day I, I, between October 2nd and October 6th. Now, according to you, Ms. Julianne, because it doesn't take four days to do that. Ms. Julianne, did he come to work on um, the 3rd, 4th, or 5th?
9: I know he came one day. On the days that okay. he didn't come, I got excuses. And his would have been, back then, his girlfriend uh, came to work and told me that they were up drinking Jack all night and getting high. And I said, why do you do that? And she says, well, there's nothing else to do.
3: Uh, Well, there is something else to do, isn't there? Which is your deck. Mm -hmm. So let's look at the text from that time. She tells you on October 3rd, the post by the steps has to be moved. I got a note in the door from the town. You say, I know, I spoke to him before that. He just left the paper for your records. She says, oh, okay. Okay. And then three days later, there's there's no text between you guys between October 3rd and October 6th. And then on the 6th, you tell her that you have Crohn's That's disease why. and you're unable to move yes. or even eat. I was planning on going to lay the concrete today, even in pain, but I can't do business with you always acting like an effing child. What's that about? Why are you texting her that?
2: Um, she, because she's very belligerent in the way she talks. Um, any communication with her, she's very sarcastic. She's like demanding um, and just very rude, very rude with everything that she says. And and it, it was just simple as that. Like, I mean, I, I'm explaining to her that I'm doing her job and I'm explaining to her also that I have medical issues right now, that I'm still tending to her job, that I, I'm not disregarding it, that I'm it's not unimportant to me. But this is abrupt. Let me tell you, when we're
3: talking about rudeness, I want to give you a little primer on rudeness, Mr. Johnny. Never text a client, please relax. It's condescending, especially when it's a man telling a woman, because there's this, oh, I don't know. If I was to give out any (laughs) advice to any young men today, I would tell them, lose that from your vocabulary. Because when a man tells a woman, relax, calm down, you're implying that there's a hysteria. Let's see what you text her the next day. How are you feeling? I hope better. Then the next day, good morning, young lady. I hope you're a bit more positive and chipper today. Take a deep breath. All is well, and whatever little worry you had should be gone. Who do you think you're talking to, man? I mean, when you say she wanted to take over the project, it was rhetorical, trust me. When you say she wanted to take over the project, she wanted to be on top of things. Well, yeah, she's a homeowner who's paying you. She should be on top of things. Why wouldn't she be on top of things? So on October 6th, you tell him, thank you, you're excused. I found help elsewhere. Please do not harass me again. So he's right that there had to be some, like, telephone calls because the texts don't seem to be the only way you're communicating. There's something going on. So did he call you or did you call him um, after he mentioned the Crohn's disease? Did you guys talk on the phone?
9: No. There were times when I called him before that to ask him, where are you? Are you coming today? And he would say, yeah, I just got to do this first. And then he would never show up.
3: So you tell him he's ins- Excuse, but you also say, please do not harass me again. How is he harassing you?
9: He was harassing me by, you, you can see how demeaning the texts are. You can imagine what the dialogue was like.
2: Okay. All
3: right. So here's the thing uh, that I have a question about. Did you guys clean up and take all the, the debris away?
2: Absolutely. It was immaculate. We cleaned up everything. And according was... to I you, don't... Ms.
3: Juliana, that didn't happen. And you have pictures to show me of the yes,
2: steps. Yes, I do. And I don't know. I have oh, seen no, it. you're right. I did not remove that. I am lying. Hmm. I'm sorry. That is because On top she of your garbage my too. my work. She no longer needed right. so that.
3: Um. Now... Once you dismiss him, what happens? Who ends up building your porch? Because you got the porch built.
9: My neighbors felt terrible for me, so they decided to band together and do it for me, and I paid them. Okay. I, there was no shortage. How of How much money. did you pay them? Seven thousand.
3: <laughs> no, you didn't. In your complaint, you don't say that. In your complaint, you say I gave him a thousand bucks to. I gave my my friend a thousand I bucks to finish gave one guy a I gave the guy next And then p- on a piece of paper where you took notes, you wrote that you paid somebody 950. You paid two different guys 950. Yep. Total. Yep. So where did two. you get 7000? Well, where do you get 7000? Hello, Ms. Julianne, it. where do you get 7000?
9: Okay. It was at least $3000.
3: You think you could just spit out figures and nothing matters? No. You don't no. think that it's important to me that you just said seven thousand? Now you're saying it's at least three when you know you were on record twice in your complaint and in notes that you handed the court to look at, where you say it's either nine fifty or a thousand that you paid. Hey, just the truth doesn't matter, guys. I paid. I mean,
9: come on. I, okay, I paid the guy next door a thousand, and I, I paid these other two nine fifty.
3: Yeah, I'm not buying it. You paid him two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. You paid Home Depot $1,000. You paid mm-hmm. the other guys another $1,000. That totals out to $4,000. If he had done everything he was supposed to do and on a timetable that you found acceptable, you would have been paying $4,800 to get the job done. And you only paid $4,000. So what are your damages? Why would I make him return money to you when... We know that he and the people he subbed demolished everything and dug for the, the, the posts, et, et, et cetera. And then, you, and then you said, you know what, you're done. And I get it. I don't like the idea of somebody stringing me along. And if somebody texted me, uh, oh, little lady, or oh, young lady, I hope you're chipper today, they'd be getting up off the floor and telling people they fell, okay? I don't like the condescension in his voice. But you didn't even get a permit until September 24th, and you're firing him on October 6th. I don't know if you've ever done construction before, but it takes a little longer. But let's assume that you are 100% correct, because he's not suing you. He's not suing you, hey, I want my other 2,800. She threw me off the job. I should have been able to complete it. I want my 2,800. He's not suing you. If he was doing that, I would turn around and I would tell him, Wow, okay, you know, was she or wasn't she right in firing you? And how much work did you do? What's happening here is you're firing him, and then you're wanting him to repay you the money, but he did work that was of value on that property. So now here's where we are. You have paid $4,000 for a job that was supposed to call you, cost you 4800 Number one, you are not out a penny. You're ahead 800 Number two... If I look at what he did and I say, he breached the contract, he's incompetent, he didn't dig it deep enough the first time, he didn't follow the plans the second time, and he didn't show up for work a bunch of days, and she's lost faith in him, I'm going to assume for the moment that you are 100% correct in firing him, because I don't have to determine that in order to decide this case. When you're looking at something and saying, all right you know what, you breached the contract, Mr. Johnny, and uh, you know she doesn't have to pay you anymore, and, which he's not even suing for anyway. The only question that is left for the court is did this man do $2,000 worth of work? That's it. And the reason that that's the only question is because it would never be fair for you to have bargained to get a porch for $4,800 and then get back $2,000 from him and then the porch costs you 2000 bucks. That's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So I have to look at the job he did and say, you know, even if I don't like that he's condescending, even if I don't think he's prepared, even if I don't like that he didn't follow the plan, even if I don't like... I still got to look at the job he did and say, all right, is she out any money over the job he did and is the job he did worth the 2000 that he has? And my verdict on that is that, yes, it is. Because even if you combine all these things together, you did not pay more than what you were supposed to pay to get the job that you ended up getting. So I find that he does not have to return any of that money to you. That is my verdict. Good luck, folks.
6: So the judge finds for the defendant in this case. Johnny does not have to give the plaintiff back any of the $2,000 he got. Miss Julian, let me ask you, what are you thinking right now? You know, the judge really hmm. knew the details of your case better than you almost it's it's
9: well yeah i made the mistake of getting mad and saying something that i shouldn't have said but um i feel sorry for anyone that hires him going forward he's not professional and he's got a substance issue and he needs to address it
6: well you can knock him all you want but the bottom line is he doesn't have to give you back any money. You sued him for 3000 $3, and and yeah. you don't get anything. Okay? Johnny, let me ask you about your uh, reaction to this case. What did you think when you got sued?
2: Yeah, I, she's off a rocker. I mean, she she's very like I say um you know, it, I just had, I just wanted to wash my hands with it. You know, when she said you're, I, I, I don't longer need your service. I was just so glad to no longer deal with her anymore. She's uh, she's like, she's trying to control the whole job. It's not how it does. You want to hire me? I get the job done and that's it, you know.
6: Alrighty. Well, you know, the, the two of you are equal. <laughs> Neither one of you like the other and that'll do it for the case. At least you don't have to give her any money back. So good for you. That's right. And that'll I mean, do okay.
7: it. All right. The plaintiff in this case made a series of kind of mistakes or little warnings that maybe should have informed her that this was not gonna be a good relationship between her and her contractor. She picks the contractor because a friend recommends somebody who just got out of the joint. The guy comes to the interview at her house and tries to light up a blunt in her kitchen. Uh, it's, It's one thing on top of the next in this case, uh, that should have been kind of warning signs. These are all and before then, she hired him. Right, and then she, she also fronts him a $2,000 check right from Jump Street without a, a contract describing a detailed scope of the work, a start date, an end date, any kind of details that you're going to want to have in a relationship with a contractor. But at the end of the day... She doesn't have any real damages from no, his work. No, she's ahead of the game. And when you analyze the case on, on a quantum merit basis where you're trying to decide what, what does he deserve for what he did, probably easily deserve the two grand that he got.
3: Yeah, and that's what quantum merit is. It's like you are not allowed... What is the worth of the work he did because you're not allowed to get that for free? Right. So what is the worth of the... Of the whether you look at it and say, what's the worth of the work that was done or whether you look at it and say, are you out any money? Um, She wasn't out any money.
7: No, she was out some aggravation along the way. Yes, yes. I wish it could have been done faster. I wish wish he hadn't
3: failed inspection inspection. twice. Yes, failed a couple
7: inspections. That took more time. Little things like that. But the reality is, you don't get a windfall when you come to court. You don't get the porch done. Plus, hey, give me all my money back.
3: See, usually the the way we see these are that the contractor sues her. He says, she shouldn't have fired me. I want my other $2,800. I was supposed to have $4,800 from this job. And uh, yeah, I didn't have to build it, but that's her fault that I didn't. Because she brings... Or, but none but of that he was happening. She just did, And right. he
7: didn't counterclaim right. against her. He and
3: I don't said. buy for a second that she thought, uh, oh, I w- it doesn't even make any sense that I have no idea how much a porch is going to cost me. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Right. And you know what else doesn't make sense? $7,000 is what I pay. None of these things make sense. And that, when a judge hears you lying through your teeth like that, yeah, yeah. it's a problem.
7: That's bad form and that's going to get you in trouble and you're not going to get what you came to court to look for
8: so linda wants to know this hey harvey when either the plaintiff or the defendant win their case in small claims court what recourse does either party have if the other doesn't pay the judgment well you have recourse it's called an examination of judgment debtor where you can go into court and you ask the person who lost the case a series of questions where are your bank accounts what job do you have how much do you make where do you put the money you can attach assets by getting that information. That's the way to do it. Again, it's called an examination of judgment debtor. You ask questions about where all their assets are, and then you can execute on that with the help of the sheriff in your jurisdiction. We'll see you next time.